0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have the deep desire to turn their passion into a successful and thriving business All while making a huge impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, also known as the creator of possibilities. And our topic today is sparking the revolution of empowered self-love through health. So, if you know us entrepreneurs, we work a lot, right? So, we want to have a really good health. So, our guest expert today is Alex Cobble Franks. She's a health coach and also a national uh, speaker. So, she's going to tell us all about how we, busy entrepreneurs who like to just work, 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 work and ignore our health, you know, incorporate a healthy lifestyle so we can become even more successful. So, without, uh, without further ado, let me introduce you to Alex. Hello, Alex. Thanks for being here. Great to have you. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's definitely great to have you. So before we dive into the content, why don't you share with us a little bit like who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, so I would say that this absolutely started as a self-journey, a discovery. I think that's a lot of times why we get called into business. It's kind of the first for me, then for others. And once we solve a problem for ourselves, kind of leads us into a path of wanting to continue and use our entrepreneurial spirit to help other people in whatever area we found. So for me, I was actually, in 2015, I was struggling with a really bad health crisis Um, I had come back from the Peace Corps. I was a Peace Corps volunteer after college, and so I lived in South America for two years, Um, and I came back, and I was dealing with readjusting to life in the United States. I was the heaviest I'd ever been, and I was depressed. I had extreme anxiety, and I was dealing with emotional and binge eating, and so I just kind of got to this point where I knew something needed to change, and that sent me to a complete total lifestyle rehaul. I really looked at my relationship to food and I got my energy back, I lost 40 pounds. And I finally had the space and the confidence to do what I had always wanted to do, which was create a business. And I said, you know, why don't I combine these two things? I love how much better I feel. And I know that I can help other people, particularly entrepreneurs, really gain that spark and that spice back in their business and the things they love to do as using health as a catalyst for everything
0: else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. Because I mean, I think like, I know for me, sometimes like, I just you know snack here and there I actually got some snacks right here, right next to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> as I've been busy doing interviews today, you know, there's not a whole lot of time, you know, actually yeah. eating healthy. So I guess let's start with, you know, talking about our topic. So I mean, you know, how does our, you know, health and the self love we have for, for ourselves really affect the success that we can have in our business? Absolutely. It's,
1: it's something that we, we are not able to really reach our full potential at all if we are not having our health in alignment. We're so It's so often as entrepreneurs that we're going to spend 50, 60, maybe some people 70, 80 hours trying to build their business and they think, I have no option. I have to do this. I have to get this message out into the world, right? And they have a lot of excitement. But unfortunately, what we see, and particularly in with new business owners, is the extreme amount of burnout that people have, particularly during the first year. It's the really toughest year for a business. I mean, all years I think are probably tough in their own ways, but just like, you know, kind of getting the roots and the confidence to get started. And if you are tired and exhausted, you're gonna get sick and you're not going to have the energy and the spice that you need to have your business be successful. So it's really, there's it's non-negotiable. If you, you have to put your health in order if you wanna reach your full potential in terms
0: of your business. And, you know, I mean, I completely get it. I mean, like what you said, like, you know, I know the first couple of years there are really, you know, you work, you're behind off. And especially if you are still working a full-time job, you're Mm going to work even more because, I mean, you really have that, just that limited time where you can actually focus on your business. So, I mean, I know people, they work until like, you know, two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you know, I mean, when it hits like 10 o'clock, I'm ready to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I mean, do you have some tips around that? You know, like how can someone really, you know, have that healthy lifestyle while they're trying to build their business, while they're maybe still working a full time job before they can actually cross over? Do you have some tips around that? How can you really be healthy or have a healthy lifestyle?
1: So it's obviously like we all have the same number of hours in the day, we don't have time for everything but we have time for the most important things. And so I've had a couple of months or even spells where I say, you know what, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be healthy. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to do this or that or that. And what I've seen are those are the months in my business where I have the least amount of success. I have the least amount of fun. And I actually do not do as well as I do in the months where I'm finding that balance. So start small. If it's something that you're not doing at all right now, you know, what are those small incremental steps that you can add in? So right now I, I'm a health coach and I, for a long time have not been going to the gym. So I started going to see a personal trainer twice a week. And that's not as, you know, much as maybe I should be going to see a trainer or going to the gym, but actually went today. So it's just Yay. starting, <laughs> yeah got my, got my gym on this morning. So it's just like, what are those small things that we can start doing? And it's so funny. So you think, okay, it takes me 20 minutes to drive there, 20 minutes to drive home. That's 40 minutes plus the hour I spend at the gym, close to two hours right? And you think, Oh my gosh, I don't have time for that. But every day that I go to the gym, I find the rest of my day is so much more productive than the days when I don't go to the gym. Even with taking that two hours out, it reduces my stress. It gives me additional energy. I have those endorphins. I feel good. So it's actually something that's so important to start doing in any way that's possible because you will see the return on that investment. So if you're not doing anything right now, start small. Start with maybe one meal a day, really focusing on that nutrition. Maybe once or twice a week, how can you get out? How can you stretch, exercise? It's an overwhelming process if you're looking at the full picture, especially with all that you want to do in your business. So really start small and start with those manageable pieces that are going to give you the biggest return for your investment down the line.
0: I mean, I actually have seen, you know, like entrepreneurs that have, you know, those those big balls that they sit on, you know, so they can like yeah. bounce up and down <laughs> or they have that. Now I think the, now the next uh, new thing is that, that standing desk or whatever, where you stand yeah. up working. I mean, I like my chair. I like to be comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I need to get some tips from you too, right? <laughs> A thing that I've done too is, I mean, obviously this is not. You can't
1: always do it with every type of call, but I've had different mastermind calls with other coaches or friends. And instead of sitting at my desk, sometimes I'll let them know, hey guys, I'm gonna be walking. I'm just gonna do laps. So even, you you can still really pay attention and I'm still very engaged in the call and I'm able to support other people. But I am getting that movement. I'm getting a stretch break. I'm not always just sitting at my desk. Because I get, get that way too sometimes. My, my desk is in the basement. So it's kind of like a little cave. And I can get locked down there for hours and hours and hours. So it's just about what, are, what can we do to interrupt those patterns? What are those small things that we can do? Even if it's for five minutes, can you go outside in the sunshine? Can you take a call outside? Like what are those things you can do to kind of break up your day that are really going to pump up the energy?
0: So like during the day, I mean, do you think that, you know, if you do sit on your desk a lot that you should get up like every so often, walk around or do something or like what would be an ideal day? What would it look like an ideal day where you really incorporate, you know, something to do that you're doing for your health so you can really then, you know, also, you know, stay clear in your head as well.
1: Yeah. So I would say it's really important to try at least every hour to get up, stretch, maybe take a couple of laps. And just really get the blood flowing, reoxygenate yourself, get some deep breaths, you know, anything like that. Um, and also, if you find the time for movement. I found it works better for me in the morning, and I didn't think that. I thought I hated working out in the morning, but it's actually been something that's really good, even just doing walking in the morning, and it kind of pumps up the rest of my day. So I would say trying to take small breaks every hour where you're at least getting up and stretching because, you know, we get hunched over our computers, but just take a time to stretch out, take some deep breaths. You're going to feel yourself calm down. You're going to be able to return to your work refreshed. And then also at least once a day, having a meal time, that's pretty sacred. So where you're going to sit down and you're going to be away from your computer. You're not going to be answering emails. I'm so guilty of that. I'm like, have like a carrot in this hand and I'm like typing with the other hand. you know, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I've actually had a day, like, like where I have brought my lunch up here. So I had my lunch right in front of my computer and typing and like, okay, I might eat real quick. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that too, <laughs> especially on busy days. <laughs> but what happens when we're doing that is even
1: if you don't think about it, the answering emails is going to turn on our stress response. Um, because we're trying to sort, respond to questions, even if it doesn't feel extremely stressful, it turns on that, that response in our body. And when we are under stress and eating our digestion turns off, so it's going to reduce our metabolic power. It's going to, you know, shut down our metabolism because it makes sense biologically, right? We were trained to be running away from lions. That's what the stress response was. So it doesn't make sense to be digesting food. If you're running away from a lion right but now we're not really in physical danger most of the time when we're stressed out but our body sees the stress as the same so if you are eating under a stress response it's going to completely ruin that experience for your body you're not going to be able to absorb the amount of nutrients that you need and it's just going to end up you feel icky i don't know if this has ever happened to you but sometimes if i'm if i'm emailing and eating my lunch and i eat my whole lunch and i'm like not full afterwards
0: no, actually, like after that, like that actually happened to me yesterday. I was like, I really was short on time. So just ate my, my, my sandwich real quick. I still had some Subway sandwich, which probably is also very healthy. But okay. I had a lot of green stuff on there. <laughs> but I was eating it real quick. And then I was like, okay, oh my God, I got like only a few minutes. I got to get on the call. And then afterwards, I was feeling so horrible. My stomach was hurting. So yeah, I'm not going to do that one again.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it just, it turns off digestion. So then that food kind of can like sit in a lump. Mm-hmm. Or, or we can feel like we didn't eat anything. Like I've gone through a whole meal, and I'm like, I'm so hungry. Like I shouldn't be hungry right now. Like what's going on? It's because like your body turns off those signals because it's like, oh, she needs to be focusing on staying alive because there's this meta- metaphorical lion that I'm running from, and so it really, really messes with our digestion. So that would be something. If you're not doing anything right now, take time, carve out a space for a meal that is away from email, that you can take some deep breaths and you can eat in peace. And then return to your to-do list. It'll still be
0: there when you're done with your lunch, I promise. Oh, I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> you know, one thing that I had learned, you know, as I was like you know, studying some meditation, those type of things, there was actually one thing I think would go really, really well with it is the eating meditation. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of that? Or have you ever practiced that? I have heard of some, but I would love to hear the method that you're talking about. Well, it's basically, I mean, like what you just said, like you, you focus on your food, but what you do is when you, while you chew, you really focus on, you know, how does it feel in your mouth? How does the taste? And you really just, cause I mean, it's all about quieting the mind, right? So if you're talking about stress, you can do the eating meditation where you really just focus on the food for one. I think you chew a lot longer because you realize, Hey, <laughs> the food is not really completely chewed yet. So you might want to, you know, do a couple more rounds. And you also, you know, I mean, I do that sometimes whenever I remember. But it it also helps with the stress. So if you mentioned, like, you know, the whole stress, and then it kind of cuts off the um, the the digestion, and you know, doing like an eating meditation, you kind of, you know, hit two, you know, birds. How was it like two flies with one, whatever you call it? I think that's a German saying. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but it's like you meditate, you quiet your mind, and you eat healthy and. So you won't sit there like me yesterday with like a full stomach and like in pain.
1: <laughs> I love that, and it's it's really important too because when we're able to slow down, we actually breathe more. And what we find out is most people don't breathe while they eat or like deeply breathe. And what happens is that your intestines can't actually digest the food that they to their full capacity without the oxygen. So if we're not breathing deeply. During our mealtime, that's also going to another way that we reduce our digestive power. And so I love that idea of turning it into eating meditation. It brings more gratitude into our meal. And again, those are going to completely bump up your productivity throughout the day if you are expressing your whole day with more gratitude.
0: Yeah, I totally love that. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing that more. But now, you know, early you mentioned like burnout. So I mean, if we're not really, you know, conscious for about our health, if we don't do that, you know, we're gonna burn out. So can we talk a little bit about, you know, how can we really, you know, avoid burnout? What can we do to really not burn out, especially since we have to work so much?
1: Oh, so we need to. We all need to take some more time to slow down. We think that doing more and cramming more into our days makes us more productive. But I found that typically when people are doing that, they end up doing more busy work and less of the actual work. That's going to move the needle in their business, right? Because they feel like they have to be constantly on the go, constantly doing something. So finding a way, finding an accountability, buddy, finding someone to support you that can remind you to slow down. And a way to do this, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of live and die by my calendar. Mm -hmm. So if it's on my calendar, I will make it happen. Right. So what I found is I actually have to schedule some times in to slow down, like put it on my calendar. I like put on when I go, when I go to work out with a trainer, it's on my calendar. Like if you need to schedule, maybe a massage works really well for you, like putting things on your calendar, because then that can help you. Oh, it's on my calendar. It's something I need to do. It can help our brain and it can still feel like, Oh, we're still being productive. But it's something that can really help us slow down is being more intentional about the way we schedule our time, the way we're scheduling the events in our lives, and just really creating that space for ourselves. It is completely imperative to relax in order to have the
0: business that you want. It's honestly not a negotiation. So I'm guessing sitting in front of the TV, watching a couple of TV shows before you go, go to bed is not really <laughs> relaxing, right? <laughs>
1: no I think it actually can be stressful sometimes the programs I like to watch I think it actually bumps up my stress response with the TV dramas and all of that so like finding some time to sit and consciously breathe or read a beautiful book or take a leisurely stroll you know there are so many beautiful things that we can do for ourselves and I think unfortunately sometimes now this idea of self-care people like well I, I should have a piece of cake or I should do xyz thing but that self-care is really more about the discipline to yourself and to your care which doesn't always sometimes it looks like a piece of chocolate cake but sometimes it's eating your salad without the TV blaring and then taking a nice bath and doing some conscious breathing right there are other disciplined actions that we need to take in order to be our most successful
0: mm. now I'm pretty sure you what you I'm pretty sure you've experienced it before where you said I can't take time off right now or when you did take time off you felt like, shoot, I should be working right now. I still have so much more to do. And oh my God, if I don't work right now, I don't make money. So, you know, have you ever experienced that before?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have. And I think part of that is this pressure and projection of wanting to be further along in my business than I might currently be. Right, we all go through these different stages, these building processes. And something that I get to keep, the universe provides me many opportunities to remind myself is like, there's no way around it. I have to go through it. It doesn't matter how many extra hours I put in. I can't jump my business five years ahead. Yeah. There's part of this just having more faith and trusting ourselves and trusting the process that cramming in extra hours. Is, it's not going to give us the benefit that we're, we're not going to see that return on investment where we're actually going to see the return on that investment is the self care. It's the love and the tenderness that we're giving to ourselves because if we're not taking care of ourselves. We can't do anything in our business. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if if you've experienced that, but for me, I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes to be at a different spot than where I'm at. We compare ourselves to other businesses or other entrepreneurs, but we really just have to go through it and go through our own process.
0: Well, one thing I had to learn, and that was one of the things that was really the, the most the, the struggle, that the big struggle for me was really realizing like I am, I have to be okay with where where I'm at right now. Because yes, I would like to be a lot further along, but there's still something that I might need to let go of, might need to learn, might need to you know develop. Because one of the things that my coach told me like a, a while ago was like it doesn't matter like success, your success is not determined by how much you do like the doing part, but who you need to become. And I believe like becoming also includes taking care of ourselves. Like, you know, just allowing ourselves to be in the moment and, you know, uncovering because I mean, we all have those mindset chatters, those, those limiting beliefs and all that stuff. What well, if you keep pushing, you're never going to figure out because you don't even give yourself the time to figure out like, Hey, what's going on. So I believe when we allow ourselves to really take that break, take that time out to become that person, because I know right now I'm not the person that I will be five years from now, because there's still so much more that I need to learn. But I know there are certain ways, things that I'm still not, I'm just not ready yet for that. And that's really like being okay with where you're at right now, I think is so important because everything, like you said, you got to trust, you know, the universe will provide for you. And I mean, like all the, like, the listeners, they are in the conscious field, so they understand That the universe means you have to surrender sometimes. Well, actually, I think all the times you kind of got to surrender, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think a
1: a hang up that I think I've found particularly with women, but probably all entrepreneurs is this idea of we have to do enough to be worthy of X, Y, Z. And the message that I want to bring is like that you already are right now, even if you never had a client in your whole business. If, if it all fell apart and you never had a business, it doesn't matter. It doesn't determine your worthiness. If you get more clients or if your business grosses a billion dollars, like you are enough right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps. Jeez. (laughs) No, I mean, I completely agree with you and I believe like, I mean, if you just show up every single day, and do what you're supposed to be doing, do what you want to be doing, to go after your dreams. I think that right there is the most important thing, you know, because I mean, you know, throughout your life, you know, I believe like we've all helped many people. Maybe we haven't gotten paid for that. Maybe we didn't do it officially, but you know, throughout our life we've helped so many, many people. So I think that right there already makes us worthy enough to be doing half more, to make money with what we love to do? Or how do you feel about that?
1: Absolutely. I absolutely think that. We, we don't have to do anything extra to earn it. I think it's just our birthright. It's to be doing something that you're passionate about that's also helping solve a problem. If you think of entrepreneurship, that's what it boils down to. is like where your passion meets a need in your community. Mm-hmm. And like just by being born, that is a right that we all should have. We shouldn't feel like we have to do anything to get there.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So now let me ask you this. I mean, like, cause you know, like there are so many words that fly around, like self-love, self-care, like what's the difference and how do they really go together? So again, I think love, self, the
1: self-love is just being able to accept all the parts and pieces of yourself because when we, when we're unable to do that, it's going to, stop your business again, right? Because if I can only take someone, a client, as far as I've gone myself. So if I have a problem, if I have a trigger, if I have a pain point in myself where I can't love a part of myself and a client comes to me and say, you know, Alex, I need help with this. And if I can't love that part that reflect that's reflected in me, I'm not going to be able to be a support to my client. Or to anyone, right? So we really have to chip away. I think b- being a business owner is so much about uncovering the layers of yourself and where are those oh, yeah. points. <laughs> where are those like weak points in yourself still, right? It brings you back into the into the inner work of your own heart. So that's kind of the self-love piece, is being able to love every part, every broken piece, so that you can do the same to others and you can shine that light in the world and then again the self-care for me i i was like all i'm like yeah i love face masks massages chocolate cake let's do all of those things all the time but self-care is also about getting enough sleep eating enough vitamins and minerals stretching and moving my body um talking kindly to myself and some of those things don't sound as fun as the chocolate cake but they are equally
0: if not more important yeah, well I think with the chocolate cake, that's that that instant gratification, like, oh it tastes so good, but oh my god, I'm gonna regret it later on, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like with the with the you know, with the self-talk. I mean, I you know, I know a lot of people they have a really hard time with that. You know, because it's usually our subconscious mind that that brings up all that crap. You know, I mean if we would really listen to ourselves and like really consciously pay attention to all the negative things we say to ourselves all day long, I don't think we want to really listen to ourselves, right?
1: <laughs> no, I used to say like, my head's not a safe space to walk around in by yourself at night. You know, it's like, pretty oh, yeah dark <laughs> there sometimes. I, I heard this really interesting thing the other day is like, if you if you have one of those thoughts come to your mind, and then imagine that you have a five year old child in front of you, like, how would you feel if, to say that to a five year old? Be like, oh my God, I would be appalled if someone said that to a child. Mm-hmm. Because part of those fears that come up are, I think in some ways, like the children part of us, we're kind of reparenting ourselves. So maybe some, you know, we didn't always get the best treatment, but now it's a, a chance to, to re-change that programming, to re-look at the way we're talking to ourselves. We could say, I would never want someone I love and care about to be talked to in that way. I have to be someone I deeply love and care about. So I, I'm not gonna keep keep harming myself
0: like that. And it's really, it's really challenging.
1: Mm.
0: One thing that I, uh, you know, I just like, I actually did a video about that, you know, a l- little while ago. Is like, you know, being that detective of your own mind. Cause I believe like all the stuff that we say our, say to ourselves all day long, like you're not, you can't do this. You shouldn't be doing this because of this and that. I think that's like our ego mind just giving, you know, giving us a bunch of lies and, you know, really being the de- detective of our own mind and really asking like, is that really true? And most of the time it's like, no, I am good enough. I can't really do that. So why am I saying that, right? So I think, you know, that kind of like, I mean, do you feel like this is also part of this whole self-care, you know, like not just caring about your physical, you know, body, your physical being, but also your mental and your internal being? absolutely it's all it's all
1: connected mind body and spirit it is all connected when one piece is out of alignment the whole train's going to come off the rails like we really have to focus on all of those pieces and what i started to see is i think that those negative voices sometimes have a positive intention right like maybe it's a voice of fear or maybe in the past when i've done something new it hasn't gone well so this voice of judgment kind of comes up as a way to preemptively strike me down but it's because it's looking to protect me from the rejection, from the fear, from the perceived bad outcomes. So it's a kind of about understanding that part and saying, oh, thank you. Thank you, criticism, for trying to protect me. I can see why this may be like a really scary situation. You know, in the past, when we've tried things like this, it didn't work out well. So thank you for alerting me to some potential crisis. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you to the side for, for right now. Or we're, we're not going to listen to that right now. Thanks for giving me the heads up, but about not shaming that part either. Because I think when we do that, then it can just kind of give that voice more
0: power over us when we try to completely ignore it. Mm. You know, I love that you just mentioned that like one of the, one of the people, one of the coaches that I had worked with before, she kind of explained the same thing to me. Cause I mean, we all like, you always hear like the ego is the bad thing. You know, it's the bad side of you. Don't, you know, ignore it, get rid of your ego, but it is there to protect us. And like, I like how you just shared that, like, just acknowledge it but then just choose to go the other direction. Like one of the things that I learned and was it like, I think Wayne Dyer or, or Eckhart Tolle, I don't remember which one of them mentioned it, but you want to see the ego mind or the criticism as a separate part of you. I think it was Wayne Dyer, you know, seeing it as a separate part. And like, what you just explained is like, you're basically talking to that criticism, the ego as a separate being of yourself and then you can choose to just ignore it. I mean, how many times did your, your parents, your k- kids, your, your spouse say something to you? You're like, yeah, okay, honey, okay, uh-huh, yeah. And you just kind of like totally ignored it. And I think if we do the same thing with that inner critic, then we have a choice to, you know, just go into a different direction. Because I mean, oftentimes, like I know, like the ego also or the criticism wants us to do certain things that are really not to our highest good, just because it wants to keep us safely in our comfort zone. Yeah. So Absolutely. by, you know, just saying, yeah, okay, I got you. You know, you just talk, you know, I'm, I'm going to ignore you and just keep <laughs> moving. I think that's a great way to go.
1: <laughs> I've, I've heard it before where, like, I like this analogy a lot where maybe in the past, your fear was in the drivers, the driver behind the wheel of your car. And you can say, okay, pal, you can get in the back seat I'm not kicking you out of the road trip, but you don't get to drive anymore. Right? So it's not about ignoring or casting off that part of yourself. You're saying like, you can still be here. I might let you choose a song on the radio, but you don't get to drive anymore. You don't get to take this car where you want it to go. Because again, it is just a part,
0: one of the many parts of ourselves. And I think that's also one part that keeps a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of people in general to not work out, to not be healthy because working out Eating healthy, it can't become uncomfortable, right? It can be a lot more work. So, you know, I mean, how do you handle that? You know, when you when you say, you know what, I really would like to, you know, eat healthy, do something for my health, really incorporate that, maybe even setting that intention. But then you have that ego mind, like, or, you know, your mind saying, you know what, I got, I'm too busy today. I really can't do that. Or this is more important. I really don't feel like going to the gym today. So what can we do about that?
1: I think it's about peeling back the layers and seeing. So like maybe for a long time, I was not eating, not maybe, I wasn't eating well for a long time, right? Eating a lot of sugar, processed foods. And when I started to really look at that and get curious, it was because it was such a quick way to give me an emotional hit of comfort, right? Or maybe not going to the gym and staying on my couch in my PJs watching 12 hours of Netflix is like another hit in the brain of comfort. Right. It gives us these things. So for me, it was about peeling back the layers and saying, what do I really need that I'm using these cheap methods to fill? And so when I started to fill those needs with the real thing, it was easier to eat well because I was no longer needing the food as the quick comfort. Right. So when I was actually getting the emotional support and getting the love and connection that I was seeking, then it was easier to put down the Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) or the whatever (laughs) where it's easier to go to the gym because I was I didn't need to be comforted by sitting on the couch watching hours and hours of tv so it's I think it's about getting curious and seeing what are my what are these these ways that are kind of like the cheap knockoff version that are meeting my needs what are the need underneath of that that really needs my attention in an authentic way Filling that and then it becomes easier to follow through on some of those other self-care habits.
0: You know what? I really like that we covered it because I think that is so on point, you know, so maybe can you give some examples? So let's say what would people keep them from actually working out or really, you know, spending that time in eating healthy, preparing a meal? So a big one
1: is time, right? We've talked a lot about, I don't have enough time to do this. I have to be doing this instead. Or in terms of looking at our physical body, for me in the past, it was about, and I didn't know this is kind of like 12 layers deep, but being physically in a healthier body felt unsafe because I, you know, as as a short woman, like I like to have the extra pounds on as a physical shield to keep me safe in the world. So when I was feeling unsafe, of course it didn't seem like a good idea to go to the gym or to eat healthy because those things were going to reduce my size and then I wasn't gonna be safe in the world. So what I really needed to do was to feel safe in order to lose the weight, in order to go to the gym.
0: And then how can we like, so I guess I, there, that's like two, two questions now, like how can we then feel safe? What can we do uh, to feel safe in order to then go to the gym and lose weight? So for me, it was about some of that reprogramming, right? Like to, to talk about how I'm
1: changing myself it was, you know what? In the past, maybe I wasn't safe. And now I have this group of friends or I have this company or I am now I when people seem dangerous, I stay away from them because we've learned that lesson. So it was about some of that reprogramming um, or about the time, right? When people say, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to eat healthy. It's about the reprogramming saying, I deserve to eat healthy, so I'm going to make the time. I deserve... To go to the gym because it's going to re- reduce my stress and so it's again comes back to the things we say about ourselves and say you know what actually i do deserve this i am enough i am worth this investment so it's about re-examining how are we these tapes that are constantly on play in our heads of how we talk about ourselves and changing those so that we can create the space to do
0: the things we need to do for ourselves I love it. And now like another question like how can we really then figure out what's the underlying cuz you said you know it's like layer after layer you said like what like a 12 layer thingy whatever. So how can you really figure out what's really going on? How can you really uncover why am I putting my health on a back burner or those type of things?
1: I found it really helpful you you brought up having a coach. I've had multiple coaches over the last couple of years. And I found it really helpful sometimes to have someone who can help you gain some of that perspective, even if it's, you know, may not be a coach, but someone who you trust to help you kind of go through that process it can be difficult we're so close to our own problems it can be hard to see them for what they really are so finding a supportive person that can help you dig through and uncover what's going on it doesn't have to be a a therapy session it doesn't have to be a dark night of the soul but just starting to get curious as to what's going on and even if you're not ready to invite another person into the process doing journaling so starting to write down when are the times where you you want to go to the gym but what is the thought that comes up then the next time you want to go to the gym, oh, what's the thought that comes up? Oh, another time I want to go to the gym. Here's the thought. Oh, it's the same thought every time. So that can start to help you identify those patterns that are going on so that you can introduce a new thought. In the past, when I wanted to go to the gym, I thought I didn't have enough time. What I would like to think instead is I have enough time to go to the gym, right? So once we identify those patterns, we can start putting in a new new thought
0: and a new idea. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, thanks for, thanks for sharing it. So what can we, what can we do? Like, what is the one thing or like a couple of things that we can do, like starting today to really be more healthy, you know, really, so we can actually, you know, be better in our business also to, to thrive more.
1: Yeah. So I have a couple of tips that I love for one, drink more water. I don't know how you feel as an entrepreneur, but sometimes I think that I have coffee running through my veins instead of, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially in the past, right? So instead, drink some more water. H2O is fantastic. It helps you flush out any old toxins, it helps alert you to actually your real hold, fullness and hunger signals. So getting enough water is important. It's going to look a little different for everyone. But if, again, this is step by step. So if right now you're drinking one glass of water, Let's do two glasses. If you're doing two. Maybe let's try three and be incremental about it. The next tip that I would say would be to, I, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, but do a 20 minute meal. So at least once a day, take 20 minutes for yourself, do the gratitude, do the conscious eating, and breathe and sit with yourself in that experience. You can also start by timing yourself because the first time I did it, I was like, oh, I'm probably like really good at this. And I ate my meal in five minutes and I was like,
0: what happened?
1: <laughs> so I was like, uh, that's, that's, I got some room for improvement there. So getting curious, just taking that whip out a timer and see how long you're actually taking for your meal right now. You may be a little bit further along than I was, but that's okay. And just get curious, like see where, where are you at right now? And then increase that, but really give yourself that 20 minutes. So even if you're done, with your meal, maybe sit there and breathe and just enjoy a time that you've carved out for yourself. And then the third, Third thing, I'm a big, big proponent proponent of journaling. Like I love journaling. So you could start with a food journal. And just, again, not about a judgment zone or anything like that, but just writing down, I ate two eggs and some bacon and a piece of toast for breakfast. How did I feel after the meal? And then come back 20 minutes later. For lunch, I had three slices of pizza. Ooh, I, maybe I felt like this right after the meal, right? And then just track that for a week that's going to give you a baseline to see what are you currently doing. And then it can show you the places. Oh, here I have a, I have an opportunity for some growth doing pretty good on my breakfast. Those seem to be doing pretty well and just really getting curious about what are the foods that you're eating and picking again, that pattern, and then see where are the places that you want to start to make some shifts and changes.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, writing that stuff down makes you really realize like, you know, you're really not eating that healthy (laughs) as you thought you did. Or I really don't drink as much as I thought I did. Right? Yeah. And
1: I would really encourage you don't change it throughout that week. Because what happens, I've done this before. I'm like, I'm gonna do food journaling. And then like the first three days, I'm like, Oh, my God, I ate like crap. So I'm like, I'm only gonna eat salad for the next four days so that my food journal looks really good. Like, don't do that. This is not about judging yourself. This is just about we want to get a baseline. So really be honest as to what is currently happening so that you can see where you need to change things.
0: So I'm guessing leaving out a couple of things that wouldn't really look good. You shouldn't do that either, right?
1: <laughs> no, write it all down. If you, if you get a Snickers bar in the afternoon, write it down. If Whatever the case may be, just write it all down so then you can get curious and then you can see where are
0: some places that you have room for a new habit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, I think I would like to also add, you know, what we talked about, you know, just kind of reintegrated is, I mean, I believe everything has something to do with mindset. I mean, we just touched on that. I mean, that wasn't even planned that we were going to talk (laughs) about that. Right. But I believe that mindset is so very important. I really love what you said about, you know, really uncovering like why am I really not going to the gym? Why am I? And, and you know, I appreciate you gave that example for the whole feeling not feeling safe when you lose weight and stuff. And I completely resonate with that. And I think you know, I'm pretty sure that the audience, you know, they do too. Maybe they have some areas where you know they use not having enough time as an excuse for something that's really completely beneath, you know, like like shoved underneath the carpet. So I think you know, if you also look at that. And as me, like, I mean, I love talking about mindset and mm-hmm. I really think that mindset is everything, you know, mindset is, is, is really the, the key to creating that success and mindset, you know, attaches, is attached to all areas of your life, not just business, not just sales, not just health. I mean, it's like, it's everything. And it, 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 it is, mm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, is there anything else that you think we should cover to really, you know, reintegrate all, everything that we just said? Anything we forgot? No, I would just say join
1: the, the revolution of empowered self-love and start to think about how you look at yourself, how you talk to yourself, because you are a precious gift to this planet. And we have to start shifting our mindset in, in order to reach our full potential. Right. Like as you, as you pointed out for me, I, even after I lost the weight, the mindset was so off that I wasn't happy. So it's really not about the weight. it's really not about the food. It's about who do you have to become to do these things? How do you have to start talking to yourself and just honor, honor the gift that you are right. Just love yourself so deeply so that you can do the work and shine your light that you're meant to shine in this world.
0: Yeah, I totally love it. I totally love it. So Alex, I mean, if anyone would like to get in touch with you, reach out to you, learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, so there are a couple super easy ways. I
1: um, have a business page on Facebook called Fully Aligned Coaching. So we put different information. There's a great community that's building there. We also have a Facebook community for if you want to dive a little bit deeper into your health, like you've got some questions and you want a supportive group, it's called a holistic health explorers also on Facebook. So we can do a little bit more of a deep dive on that page. And you can follow me on Instagram at fully aligned coach. I would love to continue the conversation and answer any questions that come up for anybody.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. And I mean, all the links will be on the show notes. So make sure to go to abundantly-successful.com to get all the details, all the show notes, all the links. So you can, you know, connect with, with Alex. Now, do you have any free resources, any bonus, any gifts that you would like to, like, would like to offer?
1: Yeah. So on my, on my business page, there is a link to a book that's called how to lose weight when nothing else is working. So that is a, a free ebook that can really get you started and start to help shift the energy for you. So that's available. And I can also they'll send it to you for the show link as
0: well. So it, it can be right there. Okay, I, I think I already have it, but yeah, let's, oh, no, okay. yeah let's check on that later on to make sure that I got the right one. <laughs> okay, so thank you, Alex, you know, for being here, for sharing all the great content, you know, for also sharing some insight about you and you know the struggles that you've gone through. So thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed having you uh, on the show. Thank you so much. You guys have been awesome. Thank you. Now I want to thank you guys again, you know, for being here, for tuning in. Uh, you know, I hope, you know, we were able to get you to understand, you know, how important your mindset is your health and how your mindset actually relates to the health. And yet you gotta, you gotta love yourself. And we all are perfect even with our, with our little, you know, things that we don't really like, maybe that extra weight or that, you know, unhealthy eating, we are perfect the way we are, but we can definitely improve. So I hope you walking away today with a lot of golden nuggets And I'm super excited you were here. You know, like I said, make sure you go to abundantly-successful.com for the show notes, for information about today's episode, you know, the links for, you know, to connect with Alex. And, you know, I'm super excited to see you again in the next episode of the Abundantly Successful Show. I hope you have an amazingly abundant and successful day.